This podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only and should not be considered professional advice. Should you need any medical, psychological, or psychiatric advice, please consult a professional in your area. Thank you. This is a piece of yourself. Welcome back. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your patience. Much love, growth, and strength to you. Beautiful weather. Summer's upon us. May 2-4 weekend is here, which is a nice celebratory time for many. Even though we're in a pandemic, it still can be a positive time, especially with the nice weather upon us. This morning when I woke up, I was faced with uh, some challenging thoughts, just a restless feeling of, oh, I should be doing something today, but I don't quite know what that thing is. Not just the mundane routine things like doing some uh, shopping for some necessities, but this want to do something a little bit different, but just not quite knowing what that thing is. And I chose to sit with it. Sit with it instead of do what I would always do and find the closest thing to me that would uh, kind of distract me. Like, oh, there, now I'm doing something. Whether it's my phone, whether it was a TV or a video game or whatever it is. It's good to sit with it and ask the why. You know, why am I feeling this? And uh, through looking at it, for me anyway, helps um, me to be okay with taking my time on on certain days. If I'm off, I don't have to be up and doing something at 8 o'clock. I can still be up at 8 o'clock, but maybe I don't do it until 10 o'clock. And I took that time to uh, maybe do like yoga or something calm or just relax. That's okay. Sometimes we don't want to always constantly be relaxing, but, you know, it's good to have balance. And it's good to see if a certain restless feeling can actually be um, making us suffer instead of actually helping us. And through that, I was reminded, too, of things like frustration and anger and something had come to me in that time, just in my mind, uh, about driving and how it's something that frustrates many of us i definitely speak through experience um it's always been a thing that uh, i've been working on just you know not being in a rush being okay with uh, every mistake somebody may make while driving um but what i what i was reminded of in that moment uh, when i was reflecting on the habit that I had kind of seen was with uh, driving as an example if we or or, you know if I um, connect the emotion of anger well I don't think anger is really let's just say anger is an emotion um, even though that's that is debatable if I connect that with driving, it's always going to be an issue because I will never be able, like, 
driving is a control thing. I'll never be able to control other drivers and I'll never have any control over what the intersections do. If, if an intersection decides not to work, if there happens to be an accident all of a sudden, if there happens to be construction, there's literally no control except for your vehicle. Kind of like in life, in a way, you know, our body is all we can really control. But if I choose to let that become something that really frustrates me, which I have in my life, and I do find it increasingly difficult, and I realized that it's because it's something that was that will endlessly feed my anger, because I'll never be able to control it. So it will forever frustrate me. So I must work with it to see that it is not frustrating. It was me that was making it frustrating. And then I can change things around. Then it just got me thinking about in life and us as humans on our own paths. What might we be hooked on to that we'll never be able to control? I mean, one could say even even a child, you know, I mean, if if you have a child and they grow up and they're just not doing what you would really like them to do because, you know, it would be successful. It's going to just anger you for the for your whole life because you'll never be able to control them. They are their own human being. They have their own desires. They have their own dreams. They're going to do what they want to do. And that's and that's life. We do. We actually have very little control. The only thing it, we have control over is ourselves. What I choose to eat, how I choose to treat my body, what I choose to think about, and almost, I would say, most importantly, if not up there, how I choose to react to everything that happens to me. Something I've really realized, and I know I've said it before, knowing that we're in, like, we are where we are, wherever we are in life. So, let's say driving upsets me. Let's say that uh, I'm really shy. And let's say that uh, I have not a lot of confidence. Like, just as examples, these are things that are part of my life right now. And I have to accept that they're here. And then I have to find out why they're here and through finding out why they're here it'll help me to detach the emotions that I have tethered to those things to see you know I think part of the point is once you see and really realize that it was I who did and who put myself in a certain situation whatever it might be then I also see that it is I who can overcome it, who can let go of these things, who can move forward. I think that's the idea. At least that's what I've taken from it, among other things. It reminds you how much control you do have of yourself so that you can realize that some of the things that you're holding on to, you can let go of. You know, and I'm talking through my own experience. So many things I've held on to, and, and, and so many things I've let go of. Things I still hold on to, 
It's things that I'm working on letting go of. And I'm not letting go of the memory. Another thing that I'd like to bring up here is if I have a memory of somebody that did something to me and let's say it really hurt me and then I finally realized that it was a lesson and it helped shape me into the person I was whether or not I chose correctly at the time if I see through time that it was a lesson versus a curse then it's not that I let go of the memory. It just doesn't really come up again unless maybe somebody comes up in my life and says, oh my gosh, this thing happened to me. And then that little light bulb goes off and you go, oh, you know, that happened to me too. And here's what I, here's what I went through. Here's my experience. Here's how I dealt with it. And then maybe we help that individual. And then we don't really feel the need to talk about it anymore because we know that it's a lesson. We've taken that lesson and we know that it's now who we are. It's part of who we are. That change that, excuse me, that change that happened. Speaking about stories, uh, not that I was, I don't even know if I was speaking about stories, but. I'm going to mention it anyway. I was reminded having a conversation the other day uh, with a family member that in life, all of our experiences are stories and all of our experiences do have lessons. So really, most stories that we hear should be you know, this is what happened to me. We, the person tells you your whole journey, and then they, and then a story should always end with what was learnt and where they are now. You know, but a lot of stories that I've heard and hear never end with what was learnt, leading me to believe nothing, in fact, was learnt, and what's being held on to in the stories we hear, it's kind of us being shown that this person is still very hurt and they have yet to see the lesson in it. If I've known people, I know, you know, people share stories. They share events that happen to them, experiences. It's just what we do. And so when we're hearing these things, if there's no lesson at the end of it, we must now find that lesson and complete the story so that it doesn't affect us anymore. Otherwise, it'll just be added to the other things that we have not resolved within ourselves. As I've mentioned mindfulness before, I'm just going to take a second and just remind what mindfulness is made up of nine attitudes according to John Kabat-Zinn and those are non-judging which is and in, this is an intense journey when we even begin to look at judging whew, boy do you see that judging is everywhere within us within those around us right down to some of the most simple things. 
the next is acceptance and patience beginner's mind which I've talked about briefly in a previous podcast about seeing things more in depth seeing the sheer wonder of everything around us and how it's beautiful and we're very fortunate trust which is huge non-striving which to clarify striving is I'm doing everything I can and I'm pouring everything and then if it doesn't work out it absolutely destroys me it's not to say you can't give a whole bunch of energy and focus and time into something that you're deeply passionate about it's to say don't put everything into it because then you're gonna have nothing left We need balance. We need to reserve energy. We don't want to strive and then we don't have any energy. You know, if I strive to the village and get the stuff there, how am I getting back? I just spent everything I had to get there. I want to still get there, but understand that I don't have to absolutely exhaust myself maybe I should do some training maybe I should prepare things like that we have letting go and then gratitude which is gratefulness so non-judging acceptance patience beginner's mind trust non-striving letting go gratitude not clinging to things sounds so easy doesn't it words oh just don't cling just don't hold on to things okay yeah i'll just i'll just do that right away we know it's going to be a challenge because we've been living a life where things that people say affect me i take certain things to heart i get upset I get hurt. I have feelings. Sometimes I'm lonely. All these things and I have to just let them go and understand that it's this 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 life is a is an ocean. There are tides, things move around. But I build a good foundation. I learn to swim. I understand why the waves are there. And then they don't frustrate me as much. I also got talking about teaching. And while I'm not the greatest teacher that ever spoke, and I'm not even trying to be here I have realized you know as an example the talk I was having which was today I'm gonna use you know planting from like 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 a plant so if I wanted to teach somebody how to how to grow a plant 
I know I could do a bunch of, there are a bunch of options and ways that I could approach this, but I'm just going to share my view, my opinion, that if I'm going to teach someone, I'm teaching them how to grow from seed. As things grow, you can get into the different soils, the different uh, sunlight, but a lot of that is incorporated when you're starting something from seed. And the other important thing is, if I'm teaching, uh, so I feel like I have to make it interesting. I have to make it cool. If it's cool, then it's going to be way easier to pick up on. If I was teaching my brother something, and I just started teaching him the regular way, he might have no interest in what I'm teaching. But if I'm trying to teach him something, and maybe I use Batman as a reference point, he'll be, he will know exactly what I'm talking about. Because he's a huge Batman fan. But now it's cool, because Batman did it. Oh, well, that's, that's, that's really cool. I suppose it sparks our interest in a different way. But on the other side of it, I know that sometimes people are interested, sometimes people are not. It's not about making someone do it. It's just about... If I ask you a certain way, like, hey, you want to learn this? I have to at least try the options that in which you learn best before I just try once and then think, oh, you don't care, I'm not going to try anymore. No, because you might very well care. You're just not understanding. I like to give people the benefit of the doubt in that way. We all learn differently. So if I can teach you how to grow something from a seed, then you'll start understanding how it needs warmth, how it uses the soil, how you have to have a certain amount of sunlight in it, which will now inspire questions about the sunlight. Then patience is required because it takes time before you see anything sprout. And then it becomes this <clears throat> whole thing where you're more likely to get absorbed into it. <coughs> Excuse me. Versus... buying a plant that's already half grown and I'm not saying that somebody wouldn't still absorb themselves in that it's just it's, it doesn't take the same steps it's already grown and maybe if that's how someone was taught they might not know about how to start from seed and then if they if they ever had to start from seed they may not know how that process works and even though in the wild, it's not like it really has the same process as if you're growing something um, in a greenhouse where you have a controlled environment. I do understand that. It was just an example. Starting at the very baseline when teaching, I think, has a more profound effect than trying to skip ahead a few steps.
then the person really understands. And if I show them through growing how cool and how awesome growing plants is and how it's life and how they, they have a mind of their own in a way and you're taking care of them, then, then they'll water it every day because there's passion involved now. There's interest involved now versus me trying to tell, oh, well, this is how you do it and like, you know, um, not making it seem interesting, then they'll just go, yeah, yeah, cool, that's cool, and then they'll water it, maybe maybe it'll die, and maybe they won't know how to revive it, or even that it could be revived. Just, just some examples. Passion. Definitely have to have passion in things. We have to enjoy doing things, and I think that's even for ourselves. I mean, if I want to incorporate something in my life, I have to enjoy doing it. And then this makes me think of something else. You know, um, I mean, it, <sighs> some of us are doing our passions. Some of us maybe don't feel like we have any passions, but maybe we would like to have passion for something, or like this, you know, a, a passionate hobby or, 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 or whatnot. Then I started asking myself, do I chase a passion? Do, do, do I find a passion and then chase it? Or do I find passion in what I'm doing? And I could do both. And both have maybe the same maybe the same effect, maybe different effects. But when I was in the mindfulness course, the teacher had said when I was asking, you know, do I do I travel? Do I do I look for places that need mindfulness? Like is that where I go to to, to teach? Do I, do I have to go look for it and find it? And it's not that she was telling me to do anything. She was simply implying that... I mean, I could go, but there's... You know, what I am seeking is also here. And maybe if I can find it here, I can find it anywhere... Versus feeling like I have to go somewhere to find it. And then if I don't find it there, well then, it might just have a whole bunch of negative repercussions for me. But if I go there and I find it there, then maybe still I can find it everywhere. Or maybe I have to keep moving to find it, because now I've developed that association with it. Who knows? Could be both. Could be either or. But it can't be a chore. So long as I look at my job as a chore, it's not going to be enjoyable. But if I can switch my mindset and try to find passion in what I'm doing, some enjoyment, it's going to have a positive effect on my life. I'm not going to dread things. I'm going to try to improve things. I'm going to try to learn maybe some new things.
if I'm passionate about that, maybe it'll spark some different passions. But if I'm not passionate about it, if it's a chore, it can't have good effects. If I chase a passion, it may work, but as long as I still focus on the passion and not the chasing. Otherwise, there might be a pattern which I develop, which I might not realize on now I have more of an association to the chasing than the passion itself. But passion is just caring, caring about something, being excited about something being focused on something without having to be told. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I've definitely enjoyed taking these moments to speak with you. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the rest of your moments in your journey of life and until the next episode and if I don't hear from you it's been an absolute pleasure to have your ear for this moment in time thanks again be well Mm -hmm.